you'll have a, an idea of what I'm going to teach the following week. And so I know the Lord well enough to know that when he does that, he, he's got his own plan and, and just wants me to wait upon him. And I'm not entirely comfortable with that if I'm going to be honest. And so yesterday I took my mother-in-law out for lunch and uh, was just spending the day with her. We went and had coffee after lunch and I was just sitting talking with her and she said, Ria, I was sitting in the back row of your church this morning and I was watching body language. I said, you were? And she said, yeah. And she said, uh, you need to organize times of prayer for your church. And I said, oh, Nana, nobody would come. And she said, it doesn't matter who comes. That church needs prayer covering. You need to pray for the hearts of the people. And you need to teach them about prayer. So I listened to her, but I, I know enough. I know just from Bible study, I, I said, Nana, I, I really, I don't think anybody will come. So I, I'd been at a, a conference in Nashville this past week, and the Lord just really had been working in my heart just about, I, I want so desperately to flow in power and to walk in authority. And I was asking the Lord during this conference, just, you know, why, why am I not seeing your power? Why am I not seeing your authority even in platformed pastors? And why, why am I not seeing people lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Why, why am I not seeing miracles? Because your word says, if your word says that it's true, your word says that signs and wonders will follow those who believe. I believe, Lord, every ounce of my being believes that I'll see that, that signs and wonders will follow me. Why, why am I not seeing it? And I had been seeking him about that. And um, I was sitting at a picnic table, and this man came up to me, and he said, uh, I, uh, could I give you a word from the Lord? And I said, absolutely. And he said, I... I asked the Lord that if I was supposed to tell you this, that I would find you alone so I could speak it to you. And he said, every time I saw you, you were surrounded by people. And he said, I, I got you alone, and I, I just really feel like I need to tell you this word. And he said, um, I, I saw you walk into the conference, and it was a large conference. And, and he said, I immediately saw the anointing of the Lord on your life. And he said, I don't think you even know how anointed you are. And he said, there's a strong Deborah anointing on your life. And he said, the, the, the younger generation are, are going to start coming to you in droves. And, and I was like, oh, I'll receive that. And, 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 he, and he said, and the Lord is pleased with you. He said, I, I feel like the message I have to deliver to you is that the Lord is pleased that you will not compromise the truth of the gospel. And that God sees that and he sent me to give you this word that, that he is pleased with that and don't change it. And, and so I, I'd been asking the Lord, why am I not seeing signs and wonders? Why am I not seeing the authority? I, I, I want to walk in authority. I want to walk in power. And, and I was at this conference where conference speakers, prophets were saying, you know, the coming, the Lord is going to return and, and everything is set for his return and that we need to wake up the people. We need to wake up the church. And I, I just need to tell you, I, I sat and listened to this and I thought to myself, if if the Lord is returning, according to Scripture, persecution is coming then. It is not going to be easy to follow the Lord if he's returning again. 
And, and I, I said to him, Lord, if you were to return tomorrow and persecution was to begin and the church was going to be persecuted for their belief, I wonder how many in the sound of my voice would still be following you. Or how many people would say, it's too hard. I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to do what the world is doing. I'm going to deny Christ because it's easier, it's more comfortable, and I don't want to be persecuted. And it bothered me, church. <laughs> it bothered me. It bothered me to hear my mother-in-law say, you need to organize a prayer time. And, and me to say, I don't think anybody would come. So I head into Monday morning, and I have absolutely not one word on paper. And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? I, I need to know what you're doing. And, 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 and I had this sense, I just want you to pray. And I'm like, people will leave. People won't come the following week. If I make prayer a priority this week, I know, I know people will say, she might pray again. We, we, we don't want to come. My house, he says shall be called a house of what? Prayer. 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 So I'm asking the Lord, I, I, you want me to pray? And, and what do you want me to pray about, Lord? And, 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 he, and he started to talk to me about you, you, you want to walk in authority. You want to walk in power. You want to see signs and wonders. But you have to be in agreement with me. You can't have any place of compromise in your life. You, you, you have to renounce sinful ways. You've got to live a life of repentance. I'm like, I do, Lord. <laughs> I do. I get a phone call, a text message from somebody on the team, and they said, Ria, do you have a minute that I could talk to you? And, and, and my first thought was, oh, no, what happened in their life? And, and I said, certainly call, call any time. And she called, and, and she said, Ria, I, I just feel like I, I, have, I have to just tell you this. And she said, the, the devil's been after me um, all day not to give this message to you. And, and, and she said, Rhea, I really feel like if you, if you don't have a message for tonight, God wants you to talk about repentance. He wants to call his people to repentance. He wants people to start looking at their life. And, and, and it was just confirmation of what the Lord had been speaking to my heart all along. And, and I said to her, but if I do that, <laughs> what will people think? So I, I, I struggled all day trying to get a message together, and I said to Davey, I had a dentist, I had a crown fall off my tooth, I had to go in and get it fixed. I got home, I sat down to study, the crown fell off again, I had to go back in and get it fixed, and I'm like, the enemy's robbing me of time studying. Dave, you need to pray for me because the enemy's stealing time. Dave said, Rhea, just pray tonight. Just pray. Just listen to the Lord and pray. So we're going to pray. Because I'm going to tell you the church is void of power. The reason nobody wants our Jesus is because what's the big deal? What's he doing? How powerful is he really? We're not walking in authority. We're not walking with, with power from on high. And I believe it's because we're entertaining things in our life. 
that are leaving us defeated and void of power. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The writer of Hebrews says we need to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Some of you are, are sitting here tonight and you are entangled by sin. The, the King James Version says throw off the sin which so easily besets us. That word besets means to trouble or harass us. It refers to sin that troubles or threatens persistently, that dogs our life. Let's name a couple of those sins that dog our life, that threaten our life. Let, let's talk about sin that harasses us. What, what are some of those sins? Pride. What else? Fear. Fear dogs us. And I, I'm telling you, it, it is, you, people don't like to call fear a sin. People don't like to call anxiety a sin. What else dogs us and harasses us? I, I'm sorry? Feeling unloved, rejection, abandonment. You are not abandoned. You're not forsaken. What else? I heard lust, lust, sexual sin, dogs us. What else? Judgment, being critical and judgmental. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, mercy without judgment without mercy will be shown to those who judge without mercy some of you are sitting here even tonight judging me let me just give you a big warning judgment without mercy will be shown to those who judge without mercy the bible says that the, the the we see over and over in the word of god that whatever whatsoever things we sow that too shall we reap what are you sowing in your life if you're sowing judgment without mercy i promise you you're going to reap it if you're sowing gossip you're going to reap it somebody's going to gossip about you if you're sowing unforgiveness Count on the fact that you are going to need forgiven for something and somebody's going to withhold it from you because whatsoever things you sow, that too shall you reap. What other sins dog us? I'm sorry? Doubt and unbelief. Yes. What else? Unforgiveness is a big one. What else? Idols. What, what idols are you bowing down to? Jonathan Kahn was at this conference this weekend and he wrote a book on, on gods, little g gods, the god of this world. Fascinating preach on that. And he's talking about how uh, the idols uh, uh, are, are coming back, that they're there. And we just don't even recognize them in our ignorance. What else? Procrastination. What else? Anger. Hatred. Bitterness. What else? I'm sorry? Offense. Taking offense. It's a trap. What else? Selfishness. Self-centeredness. Pride. Arrogance. Keeping a record of wrongs. Thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought. What else? I'm sorry? The acts of the flesh are obvious, Dave says. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, discord, jealousy, 
Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Drug abuse. What else? Well, I think that goes with selfishness, yep, and self-centeredness, yep. So do you see how those sins dog us? They, they, they keep us from the life abundant that Christ died for us to have. And, and, and so he's saying we need to throw those things off in our life. They prevent us from running well. It's a picture of a competitor uh, thwarting a racer in every direction. And we have a competitor who wants to keep us from running well, a rival that wants to hinder us from, from running well in our race. And we need to be intentional about ridding ourselves of those things, even innocent things that keep us from running well. We need, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm coming off this weekend realizing that we need to be driven by eternity driven by eternity, and we need to throw off anything that hinders. That word throw in Hebrews 12 is apo, and it's a marker of disassociation. It means that I'm going to rupture from association with that thing. Whatever sin is trying to dog me, I'm making a decision to disassociate with it, to have nothing to do with that, to place some distance between me and that thing, I got to throw it off because it's hindering me. So many of us don't want to throw it off. We really want to entertain it. We're enjoying it. We're enjoying the thing that God calls sin. The, the word confess, if you confess your sin, that word confess means to say the same thing as, to come into agreement with God about what our sin is. I'm going to call that thing sin even though I like it, even though it, it, it is, it is, it's giving me some kind of payoff. You wouldn't keep a hold of a sin that didn't give you a payoff. Can I tell you, gluttony gives me a payoff. I love it. I love to eat. I love to indulge. But, but my payoff right here is not worth that. But at the time, I want the payoff of tasty stuff coming across my lips. But, but your sin... We work with men who have sexual addiction. Their payoff, they're watching their family absolutely get destroyed, but there's a payoff. I always try to help them to see what the payoff, there has to be a payoff or they wouldn't do it. What's your payoff with the sin that, that you don't want to throw off, that you're actually holding on to? Maybe unforgiveness. There's a payoff with unforgiveness. I'm going to punish you. I'm going to withhold. I, I, I'm going to... Uh, you know, I feel justified in doing this. We need to disassociate with anything that would hinder us. I want to talk to you tonight specifically about repenting, renouncing, releasing, and rejecting. It only take a few minutes and then we're going to do it. But repenting, renouncing, releasing, and rejecting. What I'm going to talk to you about is ground level spiritual warfare. I, I told you we were going to continue in our spiritual warfare series and the Lord has stopped me in my tracks and said this is something that you need to look at before you go any deeper in spiritual warfare. Renouncing, repenting, rejecting, and releasing. It, 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 what, it, what I'm going to talk to you about is a breaking agreement with the enemy. 
How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? That's why being in agreement with God's word, obeying God's word is so important. How can you walk with God if you're not in agreement with him? And every time we disobey his word, we say, I don't agree with that word. Do you see it? And by default, who are you walking in agreement with? The enemy of your soul. And so when we disobey, what we're doing is we're coming into agreement with the enemy instead of with God. That's why our disobedience is so serious. How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? And so demonic agreement arises through disobedience. And, and, and so agreement is a powerful weapon. Matthew 18, 19 says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Agreement is an important, um, is a powerful weapon, and the devil knows that. And I believe that every enticement, every temptation, every issue in our life is a battle to get agreement, either between you and God or between you and the enemy. And, and, and it is a choice whether we will agree with God's ways or the enemy's ways. Scripture says we should not have any fellowship with, with, with darkness. What fellowship has light with darkness? We should not be fellowshipping, let alone enjoying Sin. Agreement can happen intentionally or ignorantly. Uh, some of you are here tonight and, and, and you aren't even aware. It's, a, it's an ignorant agreement. You're not even aware by entertaining that sin, by tinkering with that thing. You are in agreement with the enemy. The team member that called me this morning said to me, Rhea, I, I think you need to talk to people about how psychics, how horoscopes, how astrology, how uh, um, tarot card reading, that is demonic. And I'm like, really? You don't think people realize that? And she's like, no. Some of you are innocently tinkering with the demonic and you don't even realize it. You're walking in agreement with the enemy, and you don't even realize it. And we break agreement with the devil through repentance. We have to repent of fellowship that we have with the darkness. We have to repent, and it closes the door to demonic intrusion. I was troubled by a scripture I read in Revelation 9. It says, the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, and bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. They didn't repent or stop worshiping demons. What he was saying is that they came into agreement with the demonic intrusion. They came into agreement with the devil by not repenting, by not renouncing the things that they did. There's a difference between renouncing and repenting. The word repent, you know, it means to, it implies a change of direction. I'm going one way and, and I've made the decision to change the direction and turn the opposite way. I've turned from sin towards God in obedience. It, the word in the Greek, it means to think afterwards. It's, it's, an, it's the idea of changing your mind and then changing your behavior. 
And so repentance is important. The Bible says that we should confess our sin. That word confess means to say the same thing as God. I'm coming into agreement with God about what he calls sin. I'm stopping on the path I'm going towards that sin, and I'm turning through repentance, and I'm going the other direction. But now renouncing is something completely different. If you look up the word renounce, there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians that says, we are renouncing our, our shameful ways, our sinful ways. And, and that word renounce means to formally declare one's abandonment. It means to give up or put aside voluntarily. It means to repudiate, refuse to be associated with. It means to forbid, to refuse to own or acknowledge as belonging to. It means to renounce allegiance to. Oh, it's a compound word, and, and, and it's two words. It's from one word that means to speak or to say, and from another word, which the Hebrew word throw, remember? Article of disassociation. I'm disassociating myself with that thing. I'm putting play, I'm putting uh, space between that thing and me. That's the word. So it means to say, I'm disowning this thing. To speak it out into the atmosphere. I am renouncing it. You see, repentance and confession is about me and God. Oh, but when I renounce something, it's about me and the devil. It's about me saying to him, I want you to hear me and hear me clearly. I gave you ground. I gave you an opportunity to work in my life through that thing. But today, I'm taking back that ground in the name of Jesus. And I am going the other direction and I am cutting any agreement that I have come into with you in the name of Jesus and I'm coming back into agreement with God about what he says. You say, Rhea, I would never, ever agree with the enemy. Really? Every time you choose not to forgive, you walk in agreement with the enemy. God says, you cannot be forgiven if you don't forgive. That's serious business. And every time we disobey God, we give place to the devil to work in our life. Every time you lay your eyes on something impure, sexual immorality, you come into agreement with the devil. Anytime you get into drug abuse or, or, or drug addiction, do you know that the word witchcraft in the Bible is, is where we get our word pharmacology. Do, do you understand that? It's serious business. Do, do you understand? Anytime you come into agreement, I hear this all the time. The reason I want to teach on rejection, and I really believe I'm going to get to it next week, I want to teach on rejection is because what happens is somewhere, the Bible says don't give place to the devil. He can't possess you. You're a blood-bought child of the king. But you can choose to give him place to work. The word place is topos. It's where we get our word topography. It means a geographical location. You are giving him, don't give place to the devil. You're a blood-bought child of the king. But when you say, you know what? I want to go have an affair. I want to go flirt with that man. I, I, I want to go look at that pornography. I, I want to get angry and, and, and vicious and full of bitterness and anger. You have now given place 
to the devil. You have given him an occasion to work in your life. When you receive hatred or, or, or unforgiveness towards somebody, you've given him an area in your heart to now work from. And when you renounce it, you say, you know what? I fell for that hook, line, and sinker. But I'm going to declare with my mouth into the atmosphere that today I am renouncing that thing. And I'm breaking agreement with it in the name of Jesus. And I'm giving place back to my Lord through obedience to his word. So we confess, repent, renounce. And now we're going to release. You release anyone or anything that you're holding on to. You see, some of you are holding people emotional hostage in your mind. You, you want them to pay. Jesus himself said, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Some of you are holding hostages tonight, and you need to release them. Some of you are holding on to that sin that entangled you, and you need to release it. You need to not just renounce it, not just repent of it, but you need to say, I am releasing that thing and its enticement to you, Lord, and I want you to take it from me, and, and I'm releasing it once and for all. And then you reject. You reject it from coming back. The Bible says if you sweep your house clean and, and then the enemy will get seven of his friends and come back if you give place to that thing again. Do you see the importance of rejecting and slamming the door to the devil? I was talking about, the Lord is reminding me as, I, as I'm teaching, I was talking to you about rejection and how I want to talk, I, I want to teach on that because what happens is when the, I have a friend who when she was a little girl what was sexually abused by her grandfather. Talk about ab abandonment and rejection. And as a little girl, she just needed to survive. She was just trying to survive in a difficult place. But somewhere in there, a spirit of rejection attached to her. And she started to say, nobody's safe. She started to say, I'm not lovable. She started to say, everybody's going to leave me. Nobody believes me. Nobody loves me enough to protect me. And so as an adult woman, she is capable of, of really working through those lies. But because she had given place innocently to the devil... A spirit of rejection got in there and got a hold of her. And so now every relationship she's in in life, she waits to be rejected. She waits to be abandoned. She reads abandonment into every relationship she has. Why? Because she needs to renounce agreement with the devil. Because as an adult woman, she's still believing that she will be rejected. Not that she might be but that she will be. She, she's living in rejectedness instead of acceptedness. And, and she needs to renounce, not just repent. She's always saying to the Lord, deal with this thing in my life. I need you to deal with this thing in my life. But, but she hasn't said into the atmosphere and broken agreement. I'm distancing myself from that thing. Hear me today, devil. I am not agreeing with you that I deserve to be rejected. I'm agreeing with God that I'm accepted in the beloved and I'm dearly loved by him. Do you see the difference? 
so she can repent all the time. Lord, I'm sorry that I took offense. I'm sorry that I reacted and responded to that rejection. I'm sorry that I said something I shouldn't have said or I responded in a way that I shouldn't have responded. She can say that till she's blue in her face because that thing will still dog her and hinder her because she hasn't renounced into the atmosphere breaking of agreement with the enemy. Do you see how this works? And even when she breaks that agreement with the enemy, guess what he's going to do? He's going to dog her to try to get to the weakness that, that she had all of those years. And she's got to constantly reject it, reject it, reject it, reject it. Confess, repent, renounce, release, reject. You see how it works? So, I tell you all that because I want to give you an opportunity before we leave. But I want to talk about some of the things that, that you need to be asking yourself sitting there. Are these issues that I'm dealing with in my life? What are some areas that I could possibly have given, uh, given um, place to the devil? We, we named a few. We named psychics. We named uh, tarot card readings. We, we named horoscopes, Ouija board, that, that black eight ball, um, any occult activity at all, ESP, any new age movement. Dungeons and Dragons is a big one. Witchcrafts, uh, uh, Satanism, voodoo, any kind of magic at all, hypnotism, um, uh, uh, adultery, um, Give me some more sexual immorality, abuse of alcohol, any kind of drug abuse, any kind of criminal activity, any um, addiction, any, uh, uh, any kind of willful sin that you've been involved in. Abortion, hatred, dishonoring your parents, self-hatred. Anorexia. I'll just, I'll just talk about that one. I struggled for years with anorexia. Made agreement with the enemy. I just want to be thin. That thing got in my head like I can't even tell you. You got to break agreement. You got to renounce it. Self-pity. That is the biggest one I see. Your whole life is just pity party of one. Come on. You have the joy of the Lord and it's your strength. Your identity is not in what happened to you. Your identity is who he says you are. What happened to you was all about thwarting your, your purpose and your plan and, and, and what he created you to be and do. But you are so stuck in self-pity and woe is me, look at my bad life, instead of, wow, look at the life that God has for me. Materialism, greed. I'm sure you have things coming through your mind even 
But I'm gonna, we're just going to spend some time in the presence of the Lord. For those of you that, that you're here for the first time, this is not normally what we do, but we're going to do that tonight. We're going to lean into the Lord. We're going to ask him to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. We're going to ask him to put his finger on things in our life that need to be dealt with because I'm going to just tell you, I believe that God is going to take us up higher. I am asking him to take us up higher. I'm asking him to not just let me read about signs and wonders. I'm asking him to let us experience it at a high level. I, I'm asking him to, to, to make this the center of what he's doing in the Milwaukee area, to let it begin here and just flow out these doors. I'm asking, and you know what? I believe. I absolutely 100% believe. Call me whacked, I don't care. I believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Everything I preach is about his miracle working power. Then why are we not seeing it? And I believe it's because we're entertaining this stuff that has to be gotten rid of. There should be no place for gossip in your life. None whatsoever. None. There should be no place for hatred in your life. None. I don't care how difficult your spouse is to deal with. Women, there should be no place for you to disrespect him or dishonor him in your life. Men, there should be no place in your life for you to not love her like Christ loved the church. There should be no place for sexual immorality. If you've been involved in uh, an affair, whether it be a physical or an emotional affair, you need to renounce that thing in the name of Jesus. There should be no place for defeat and despair and hopelessness in your life. No place. We got to start looking at this stuff. I can't, I can't talk to you anymore about the schemes of the devil if you're not even aware of this big scheme to keep you from renouncing, to keep you from agreement with him. And so, Father God, we just thank you for every person in this room tonight. Lord, we love you. I love you, Lord. And I give you praise and honor and glory. Father, I ask that you just infiltrate this room with your presence, that, 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 the, the, that your sweet Holy Spirit would just descend on us afresh, Lord God, that you would rain down in this place, Lord, that you're, you're, you're the, you're, through your supernatural power, Lord God, that you would give a spirit of wisdom and revelation, Father, that you would put your finger on things that need to be addressed, on things that we need to begin to look at. Lord, I pray that we would not be deceived by the pride of our heart. I come against every deceiving spirit in the name of Jesus, and I render it null and void tonight in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that no one in this room will be able to be deceived. Lord, that you are going to open up their eyes to see things like they really are are, Lord God, that you are going to put your finger on things in our life that you want us to, to repent of, to renounce, and to walk away from once and for all. Father, I thank you that you don't command anything that you don't empower and equip us to do. So I thank you, Lord God, that in this moment, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, come sweet Holy Spirit, rain down in this place, rain down in this place. 
I thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. Lord, we need a healing touch tonight. I need a healing touch in this place, Lord God. I need broken hearts to be mended in the name of Jesus. I need memories to be healed in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I need regret and shame to be lifted off people in the name of Jesus. Father, I just need to see that the, an encounter take place in this house tonight. I pray for encounter. Oh, Lord Jesus, I pray that we come face to face with your presence. Face to face with your presence. Come, Holy Spirit. I want you to just begin asking him, asking him to give you a revelation of agreement that you've come into, things that you need to renounce once and for all. Do an inventory of your life. Father, we're sorry. We're sorry, Lord, that we've walked in agreement with the devil instead of agreement with your word. Lord, tonight we repent. We turn from our wicked ways towards you and towards your word. And now I want you to just begin renouncing. Remember, the word means to say, I'm disassociating with this thing. To say it. Just say, Lord, I renounce any agreement. I renounce this, this thing, whatever it is. I renounce agreement. I renounce tinkering in this area. This is not the time to have pride, to refuse to look at it. Just say to him, Lord. I renounce blank. I, I renounce whatever it is. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Father, come now and fill. Fill afresh and anew with your sweet Holy Spirit. Saturate every life in this house, Lord God. Fill the emptiness. Fill the void with more of you, with the fire of God. Father, I pray for fire, the fire of God to just begin to rise up in people's hearts. For the passion, Lord, passion for your word. Lord, we need passion for your word. I pray for a fire deep within our soul, one that we can't contain and we can't control, Lord God. I pray that you just burn, burn in us, Lord. Burn away the dross, burn away the garbage in our life, Lord God. 
We renounce our sinful ways. We repent of them, Lord God. We come into agreement with you and call them what it is. But Lord, I'm asking for new life now. I'm asking, Father, that you would just infiltrate every life here with the power of your sweet Holy Spirit. Bring freedom, Lord, like they've never experienced before. I pray for those who have been dogged by sin, those who have been dogged by, by broken memories, Lord God, hurtful memories, who have been harassed and tormented by shame, by guilt, by condemnation by feelings of worthlessness. I come against that now in the strong name of Jesus. And I speak the truth of your word over them, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are accepted in the beloved and dearly loved by you, that they are the head and not the tail, that they are above and not beneath, that, that, they, that they are led in triumph by you, that they are more than an overcomer in Christ Jesus pray for minds to be mended, Lord God. Minds to be mended. Made whole in Jesus' name. Memories to be healed in Jesus' name. Broken hearts to be mended in Jesus' name. Shame to be lifted in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, specifically, I, I believe there's a connection between uh, the spiritual and sickness. I, I just do, I, I believe it, Lord. So I'm praying right now for anyone here with an infirmity, with a sickness, Lord, that might be linked to something they've allowed in their life. Today is the day of deliverance. Today is the day of salvation, of healing. Lord, I pray that as they renounce that thing, that healing would begin to just flow through their body in the mighty name of Jesus. That territory would be taken back in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm asking that those who have renounced, Lord, those who have repented and renounced, that there would be a breaking away today, a disassociation from those things. They're going to go home. Lord, in, in the book of Acts, people who were into witchcraft, they didn't just repent. They brought their, their witchcraft books and burned them. They didn't just repent, they, they disassociated and, and they made a cut that they couldn't go back to. Lord, I pray for that. I pray that even tonight, as people leave this place, that they would delete telephone numbers from their phone, that they would pour bottles down the drain, that they would destroy and flush drugs, that they would unfollow people they need to unfollow on Facebook and Instagram. there'd be a disassociation made tonight. A rejection of those things. Come, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Father, I pray for houses to be swept clean tonight and to be filled afresh with your sweet Holy Spirit. Pray for a baptism of fire, Lord God. That the fire of God would just pulse through our veins. 
I just have a sense that there are some people that are praying and you're thinking, yeah, this isn't going to work for me. What I'm dealing with is too big. I, I, I wonder if, if anyone is here thinking that. If, if you do, I want you to come forward. I want to lay my hands on you and I want to break that thing off of you in the name of Jesus. You do not, you are created, it is for freedom that you've been set free. The Bible says, do not let yourself be yoked again by a yoke of slavery. And I think what happens is we don't understand it's for freedom that we've already been set free. Everything has already been accomplished for us to walk in freedom. We just need to receive it into our life. We need to receive it. So if that's you and you're saying, yeah, I just, you know, I'm not falling for this. I, I don't believe it's really possible for me to be free from this thing. I, I, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I just really believe this. I, I believe in what, I, what I'm preaching, and I want to see you set free. So if that's you, please make your way to the front. We're going to continue to pray and seek the Lord. For those of you that are still sitting in your seats, just continue to lean in to seek him. I can't seek him for you. You have to do that. You have to lean into him with everything you have. people, um, but, but this, is, this is up to you to press into. You can leave here tonight totally unaffected and unchanged. That's up to you. But I was just saying to someone, it's not enough to just repent of it. Because for some of us, we repent all the time, and yet we say, I hate that thing, and then we go do it again the next day. It's because we haven't renounced it. We haven't broken and disassociated with that thing in the spirit realm. And so that disassociation is so important. And hear me say this. This is the way to life. This is the way to life. And, and I'm believing with every ounce of my being that I'm, I, I believe I'm raising up an army. I'm just going to tell you. I, I, I'm believing it. And we have to be equipped. And it starts with this. This is basic ground level spiritual warfare. We want to fight devils. This is the devil you got to fight in your own life. Um, this, this sin that we've embraced, the, the agreement that we've come into. And so if we can't get this one right, we're never going to rise to a place where, where we are really overcoming the power of the enemy in all these other areas. And so um, this is ground-level warfare. And so um, as you leave here tonight, just really continue to just seek the Lord and ask him. I, I remember I... I had to, when, when we were going through this, I went back to when I was a little girl, maybe six or seven years old, one of my cousins brought a Ouija board into uh, our home, and we played, I innocently and, and, uh, played this Ouija board with him. I had no idea what I was doing. And so it was early in my adult years that I had to renounce that thing. I, I renounced the little black eight ball that I really thought was pretty cool and had to renounce that thing and break its power in my life. And, and, and th those are things I just was cleaning out my closets. I, I hate a messy closet. I'm just telling you in my house and I often go through and just clean it up. I tidy it up because over a period of months it starts getting sloppy again. I do that with my life all 
the time. We sit every morning, wee hours of the morning, praying, doing an inventory of our life, saying, examine me, see if there's any wicked way in me. The Bible says we're deceived by the pride of our hearts. We don't want to see this stuff. We don't want to see this. Leslie just said something very interesting to someone. Um, one, one of the things she's praying right now, she's praying about something in her life that she hates. And, and she repents of often, but then does it again. And, and she said, what was the game changer for her is she said to the Lord, why do I respond that way? Can you show me why that's my go-to? Can you show me why that's my first reaction? And he has begun to honor that in her life and to give her revelation of why she does that. Now it's a whole lot easier to deal with and walk away from when she has that knowledge from God, that revelation from God as to why she's doing it. Um, and it, it's been a powerful tool for her in her life. And so, Father, I pray your blessing upon each person here. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the power of prayer. I do not believe one moment was wasted here tonight. And I pray that you just solidify the work that your Holy Spirit has done in lives and in hearts, Lord God. I pray that people would feel a, um, a tangible sense of relief and of freedom, Lord, that they've never felt before. Would you bless them, I pray in Jesus' name.